If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 5 of Wings of Fire, The Dark Secret. It made sense. Fate Speaker had powers and Starflight did not. He failed to follow Marasir's orders more than once. He was a useless Nightwing and a useless Dragonet of Destiny. Wow, Fate Speaker said, finally noticing his expression. You look like someone just ate your walrus. Are you alright? Uh, I, Starflight began, I just thought, uh... They came around a bend in the tunnel and nearly stepped on Marasir's tail. He gave them a glare that shut Starflight up in a hurry. Fate Speaker, however, was undaunted. Labs, she ran off the door in front of them. Ooh, what does that mean? It means don't touch anything, Marcia said grimly. We are here so Starflight can meet his father. If we're very unlucky, he'll have time to give us a tour of all the experiments he's working on. Let's get this, he hissed. Let's get this over with. The door swung open to reveal a huge room, more brightly lit and clean and cleanly kept than any part of the fortress that Starflight had seen. They were sitting on a balcony. There was level above them and a level below them, and a crisscrossing network of strange pipes stretching across the space in front of them. No, no, cried a voice. A wind-thipped black dragon shot down from the top level, hovered, hovered in front of them. He wore an odd helmet over his whole head with only a few small holes poked in the in it for him to see out, rather than the Queen's Council rather like the Queen's Council screen, Starflight thought. I must not be interrupted. This experiment is at a critical junk juncture, and greatness says I might be shut down at any moment. Everyone please leave. He flapped his wings and front talons at them. Mastermind? Marcel said coolly. It seems you were right all along. The dragonet from Fairsight's egg is apparently your son, and he's here now, so I brought him to meet you. Starflight tensed, expecting the other dragon to shrug and chew them away. But instead, Mastermind reached up and removed his helmet, revealing a small pockmarked with little uh, revealing a snout pockmarked with little scars and curious bloodshot eyes. My son? he said, and Starflight felt a happy shiver at the tone of wonder in his voice. Mastermind landed on the balconies beside them, set a silent on the floor, and took Starflight's shoulders in his talons. Three moons, he said. What a handsome, what a handsome dragonet. He does look like me. I knew why he would. As I suspected, the jawline is gene- genetically dominant. He gestured to the same spot on himself and on Starflight. Ah, yes. See the way the star scales on our wings spray outward like a splash of water, whereas Marasiris, for instance, curl inward, more like a snail shell. He flared one wing at his. He flared one of his wings, then reached up Mars ears. Reached for Mars ears. But the large nightwing batted him away with a snarl. <clears throat> with a snarl. All theories at this point, of course, Mastermind said, and Starflight found himself smiling back at his father's toothy grin. A larger data set would naturally be essential for proving anything. But one is much better than none. Entirely wonderful, in fact, especially compared to the most re- to most of the rest of the tribe, including herself, right, Marcia? No dragonette says yet? 
Marcio's face indicated he did not in I intend to dignify that with a response. But I have a son, Marcio said proudly. <clears throat> I, of all dragons, let's see strong wings laugh now. He just, just wait until everyone sees my handsome offspring. He clapped Starfleet's shoulder again. So strong and healthy. You can assist. You're the. You can be the assistant I've been looking for. What are you interested in, son? Son. Starfleet's knees felt as if they might not hold him up very well for much longer. Um, everything? He's staring right at scrolls. I, I like scrolls. Fantastic, Mastermind said. I have a lot of scrolls. How about desalinization? Desalinization. Know anything about it? Starfleet perked up. A little. Talking, taking the salt out of seawater to make it portable, right? To make it potable, right? Potable? Faith Speaker interjected. She was watching them with wide, startled eyes, and Starfleet remembered that she didn't know yet who he'd been raised. That she didn't know yet he had been raised away from the island, too. Drinkable, Starfleet explained. Is, is that what those pipes are for? Very good, must said Mastermind, waving his talons excitedly. You, we, we have only one freshwater source on the island, and it's become rather contaminated with ash over the last few years. So I went to this magnificent contraption to provide safer water for the entire tribe. He talked on and on, pointing to the various pipes and explaining the science behind the process. Starfight listened with fascination. He never met a dragon who seemed so full of information, like walking a library of scrolls. Come, come, Mastermind said eagerly, gathering his helmet and leaping off the balcony. I'll show you what else I'm working on. Starfight glanced at Marcia for permission, and the large nightwing rolled his eyes and sat down with a yawn. Spatesburger didn't wait, didn't wait to be invited. She fled behind them as Mastermind led the way down to the bottom level. Here is what I do on my volcanology, he said, starting between tables laden with cauldrons of lava, steaming holes dug right into the ground. I'm testing for materials that can withstand eruptions, working on scale models of barriers and outline possible inflammation systems. No wonder I need an assistant, right? This place is pretty cool, Faith Speaker said, glancing at the, around at the volcano experiments. It's amazing, Starfight said. He peered down at the smoke issuing from a deep hole. He wanted to study each section of the lab in careful detail. There was a strange contraption in the corner that looked as if it was designed to fit entirely around a dragon, and then be filled with something. Water, maybe? He couldn't even imagine. He had already had a million questions and a couple ideas about the la lava that might be worth testing. His dad didn't mind some suggestions. Mastermind flicked his tail at a corner lab where tiny versions of the mountain had been constructed with little fortress stuck on the side. Some of them were already smoldering ruins. Not going very well, as you can see, he said, laughed a little, almost nervously. Queen Battlewinner isn't pleased about that, of course. She has her own ideas about where I should be focusing my attention. Come, come. He lifted up. He lifted off toward the top level. Stafford took one more look around, wondering what he what could be more interesting or important than protecting the tribe from volcanoes. I wonder if he's done any research on nightwings infecting the prey they bite. Maybe I could help him study. He shook himself, blinking. Sounds like I'm planning to stay. 
He glanced at Fate Speaker, then quickly away at, at one of the smoking jars of lava. I might not have any choice about that, but they have to let me see Sunny again. If I'm trapped here forever without her, without even getting a chance to say goodbye. Come on, Fate Speaker interrupted his thoughts, tugging him into the air. They hurried after Mastermind and discovered that he was on the third level with and discovered that the third level was another balcony, with several doors ranged arranged around them, each one marked with three or four different symbols. Starflight Starflight's father stopped in front of one of the doors and rubbed his front hands together. About a year ago we discovered truly a truly truly about a year ago we discovered a truly truly astonishing natural phenomenon. You won't know about this. The Talzapis have no idea. None of the other tribes do. Our understanding of this biological anatomy is as yet so new and incomplete that we haven't even put it in any scrolls. Certainly not the ones we distribute on the mainland, but also not even the ones that are for nightwing eyes only. I'm preparing to treatise. I'm preparing a treatise on the subject, but there's still so much to learn that I have no idea when I think it'll be ready for publication. You see, he said, leaning toward them, it turns out one of the tribe of dragons has evolved an unusual <clears throat> defense mechanism. They can shoot venom from their fangs. Deadly toxic venom <clears throat> that essentially melts any animal or plant matter it comes in contact with. And you'll never guess what believe and you'll never believe what tribe he didn't wait for them to guess. Rain wings Rain wings? Fate Speaker echoed in a surprised voice. Starflight's heart was sinking. He suddenly had a feeling that he really didn't want to see what was behind those doors. Let's see, we'll start here, Mastermind said. He opened one of the doors to reveal a long, narrow stone room. A set of silver shackles with very short chains were bolted to the floor near the entrance, and a, a lot all along the length of the room, black marks scarred on the floors and walls, with indefinable notes scribbled beside each one in chalk. Starfight stared at the shackles, feeling ill. Mastermind topped down the room, avoiding the black patches, although they seemed like they seemed to be hardened and. Harmless, like old lava. This was one of our first questions. Naturally, when we learned that Raymonds could shoot venom. How far? Was it a short-range weapon or long-range weapon? Would be able to approach and encapsulate them if we developed projectiles that could be fired from a safe distance? He stopped at the far end of the room and indicated a mark on the floor. This is as far as I've seen what, or, any one of them um, shoot. An old male rain ring, so my hypothesis is that it's a skill that gets stronger as they age. He rubbed his horns over his hip, frowning in thought. I wonder if they have any elderly dragons so we could bring over and test. Bring over, Starfight thought bitterly, as if they're invited guests instead of abducted, abducted prisoners. Fate's figure was eyeing the shackles nervously, too. She looked as if she didn't know quite how to ask about them. The next obvious question is, what materials aren't affected by the venom? Anything we could use as armor to shield? Mastermind went on, hopping back up the room toward them. Come on, come, come. He ushered them out and over to the next door. We had to devise ways to study the dragons while placing ourselves in danger, naturally. 
Very few ravens that ever did a liberty try to shoot their venom at us, but it goes very badly when they do. It's quite horrifying, really. He opened the doors and swept his talons toward the tables inside. Items of different shapes and sizes of materials were arranged in related groups. Room table contained a gathering of sad little plants and pots, drooping yellow flowers dripping with black. Another was all rock, and a third starfire took away quickly as he realized that the trays all contained remaining of living things. Sloths, lizards, fish that hadn't survived the experimental process. Ew, Fleet Speaker said. We've tested it on everything, Mastermind said proudly. Turns out it doesn't affect metal, so... He banged on his helmet, which gave a muffled clang in response. But anything alive, plants or animals, it just destroys. If it gets in your eyes or your bloodstream, you're dead within minutes. If it only hits your scales, you wish you were. Have a couple of recent victims, I'll be... We have a couple of recent victims, I'll be getting to study as soon as they're released from the healers. He rubbed his tongue together. If you're lucky, I'll let you take a peek, he said to Starvite. A once-in-a-life opportunity to see what Raymond's venoms can do. I know what it can do, Starfight choked out. I've, I've seen it kill two dragons. Possibly three if Queen Scarlet's dead. He thought of Forge. Forge, the first dragon Glory Phantom had killed. Icewing, who had been about to kill Clay in the arena. Some of the poison had landed on the open wounds on Forge's neck. That must have been why I had killed him so quickly. And Crocodile, the mudwing who had betrayed the towns of peace and led the enemy right to Summer Palace, where Glory killed her so they could escape. Her venom had gone right into his eyes. But Queen Scarlet, he sifted uneasily. If he remembered right, Glory's spray, Glory's spray of venom had landed on the side of the Queen's face, so she might still be alive. Alive and looking for vengeance. Which didn't brood well for the dragonettes. Mastermind stared at him avidly. Two dragons? Killed them? Are you sure? How incredibly careless. We haven't picked up any ravens with that little control. Yet. It wasn't careless. It was on purpose, Starfight said, annoyed on Glory's behalf. Fade Speaker sucked in a nauseating breath. Well, I never. Are you sure? His father's wings flared. He looked equally parts alarmed and enthralled. That changes things entirely. Fair boy, I hadn't considered. You'll have to tell me about it. What prompted the tact? What... What did it look like? How long did it take for the victim to die? Whether there was any time to fight back. Starfight realized too late that he had, that he shouldn't have said anything. If this information got back to the council, they know how dangerous Gloy was. He had to hope that Mastermind was too wrapped up in experience to tell anyone. My, 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 Mastermind headed down toward the next door. Well, knowing my venom only works on certain substances, led us to the next project, constructing armor that could withstand a raiming attack if necessary. But it isn't necessary, Fate Speaker chimed in. Ravings don't attack other dragons. Everyone knows that. She looked at Starfight. Well, they're not supposed to. Even a raiming has, will defend herself sometimes, Starfight said. Hmm, not often am I... Hmm, not often in my experience, said Mastermind. But why don't you just stand back there, just in case? He waved them a few steps away, settled his helmet over his head again, and flung open the door. Inside, a dragon was pinned to the wall.